One thing that's true for all moms, we have a lot of stories to tell. Some are silly, some are gross, some bring us to tears. With each story that's shared, another mom feels a little less alone. So join us as we laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the iMom Podcast. I'm Abby with Chloe and Susan and Megan. And I know we have listeners all throughout the world, definitely all throughout the, you know, the country and kids go back to school at all different times of the year. Where we are in Florida, we start back um, like second week of August, which is just so early. But, you know, other parts of the country wait until um, like Labor Day time. So we're all over the place. But either way, even if you don't go back for still another month, you're probably thinking a little bit about back to school. So this week's episode is about how to survive this season that some moms love, some moms dread, and most kids just tolerate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I think there's two different kinds of back to school kids. One type of kid is excited to shop for the supplies, pick out an outfit and see their classmates. And then there's the other kid who just wants to like put their heads under the pillow and just hope that the first school uh, day of school doesn't come. I have one of each of those. Mm. My older one is the former and yeah, right. Former. Mm-hmm. He likes to go back. He likes to go back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of years ago, I snapped a picture of them. Like after I bought school supplies, my son had his, my older son had his school supplies like lined up, organized, labeled, like color order and everything. The younger ones, they were literally just in a pile, like mm-hmm. in a mound Aww. on the floor. And he was, I think, laying next to them in mourning. Uh-huh. Um, and then this year, midsummer, my older son was like, Mama, please do not supply shop without me. And Meanwhile, the other one caught me like updating some records like in his our school portal. And he's like, why are you ending summer early? And I was like, dude, I'm just putting your health insurance stuff on here. Like summer is not over yet. Um, but when I think about why my older son embraces back to school and the other one doesn't, I realize that school represents different things to them. For the older one, school to him is structure, it's goals, it's instruction, and these are all things that he thrives on and really enjoys and does on his own, like in like summer life even. For the other one, going back to school represents uniforms, um, time away from home, homework, and school is just uncomfortable for him. And this child is my kid that literally... Like every blanket in the house makes its way to his bedroom because he just grabs blankets, wraps himself in them and just wants to be comfortable. And so in this episode, I just want to talk about like how to see the back back to school through the eyes of our kids as individuals and like how to help celebrate it well or ease them back in gently. So what do you guys were you like excited or were you grumpy or what were your experiences either as moms or as students yourselves I was excited um not for the school part I was excited for new clothes my friends maybe a new crush just the uh (laughs) just the social aspect of it yeah I was more of like the getting new supplies I think I just really like fresh starts and Mm. that the the new school year always represented a fresh start of course you know like that what about yeah. you, Susan? I was excited. I could never even sleep. I don't remember the <laughs> supplies neither. being a thing. I don't know that we did that then. But uh, it was always like, who was my teacher? Who, yeah. who was in my class? Yeah. You know? I could never sleep the night could before. A lot sleep. of kids can't, though. Either nerves yeah. or excitement or yeah. a little bit of both. I remember going to school like for open house, which I, I think it was maybe the day before 
or the week before and like they had all of the class like rosters taped up on this, the brick wall and you would walk up to your grade and there would be like two different lists and you just scan the list until you get to your mm. name and you find it and then you go back and you look for like that Who friend your and that friend and then that friend. Oh yeah. and you got to walk in and find out where your desk was. That was yep. always really important to me. Where's my desk yes. going to be? Yep. Yep. Have like your name taped mm-hmm. to the desk. My kids still have like some of their classrooms have the desks that like are cubbies sort of you know mm-hmm. like the big if you put something in the back you're never going to see that supply mm-hmm. again like, oh ever, wow like, way back there as opposed to like the ones where the top lifts top up lift. yeah mm-hmm. huh. yep what about you megan i was in the chloe camp i was excited for the social reasons nervous for the school reasons but i do vividly remember waking up in hives a couple Aww. more like the the morning of school because i'd be nervous slash excited but probably more nervous yeah isn't it so weird to think back on that like even it just a, a student that really looked forward to going when you wake up in the morning that first day of school there's so many nerves and like stomach just turning and rolling around it's just it's a lot for kids to deal with it's the unknown yeah it is, and it's exciting. One of the guys, I, I wrote this question um, to the staff, like, what are some of your back-to-school memories? And a bunch of people were laughing about covering books, like taking oh, gosh, old, yes. yeah. like, like paper bags from the grocery store yeah. and wrapping them around the edge of the book mm-hmm. and then and co- decorating it. And we used to have to put, like, our name and the subject on the binding, like on yeah. that strip, but then you could put whatever you wanted on the front. Man. Going in with a pristine Now paper. they don't even have books. No. Oh, really? <laughs> No, that's one of my most frustrating things is like my kids either have books that they tear stuff out of and then they turn them in. It's yeah. I just I'm like, just bring home a book. Are like, they more on tablets now? Um, It's all online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were always so excited if you got a new book versus yeah. one that had been given to some kid before you didn't take care of it. It was written yes. all over. Or you look back at like who had yes. it before you. Yeah. Like, yes. yes. like, this boy that's three years older than me had this book and he's cute. <laughs> Oh that gosh. means we're going to get married someday. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I love that you remember that. That's so funny. Oh, like, no, I, I, I obviously remember thinking that too, but I just, gosh, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, my sister is three years ahead of me. And so like there were a few times that I got her book because they you get yeah. your ID number, like your mm-hmm. roster numbers. Like since we had the same last name, we were yes. like, kind of the same spot. Oh, you list. just unlocked a memory for me. Right. right. It's a lot of good, a lot of good memories, but not for all kids. You know, some kids start the year just feeling totally overwhelmed, but like, so I'm I'm always motivated as a mom to, to make this year better. So like, whatever that looks like, better, you know, whatever that means to you. So maybe more organized, more involved, less involved, <laughs> more encouraging. So I came up with 10 new school year resolutions. I'm going to read through them. And then you guys tell me which ones you think would make the biggest difference um, to a mom. And they kind of cover the gamut, like run the gamut of relationally and more practical. So number one. I will keep school supply refills on hand in a predetermined spot. Number two, I'll make the kids pack their own lunches or part of them. Number three, the kids will set their clothes out the night before. Number four, I commit to fostering calm mornings. Five, I'll greet my kids after school with a pleasant attitude. Six, I'll let my child experience natural consequences. Seven, I'll push my child to advocate for him or herself. Eight, I'll make the most out of our weekends. Nine, I'll recognize my whole child, not just his grades. And 10, we'll be a growth mindset family. Okay, so first let me say this. As you were reading those, certain 
ones were priorities for certain children Mm. so just i think those were also good but i'm thinking of my five kids i'm going oh that one needed that that one needed Mm -hmm. that you know what i mean so some of it is it's hard as a mom if you have multiple kids because you know having supplies for example um or a predetermined space the space was more important to me than the supplies perhaps but some kids need focus and attention and so Especially as they got older, knowing they had their own desk in their room that they could go to and really execute work without being distracted by other children was important. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the first three, so the school supplies, the pack your lunches and setting clothes out are more for like mom's peace of mind where like, mom, we ran, I need a new glue stick. I lost my glue stick. Okay. Well, where are the glue sticks? Oh, I remember they're right here. Or I don't have a clean uniform. Mm, we should have set that out the night before. So yeah. like some of them are more practical where other ones like the growth mindset or um, caring about my whole child, not just grades are more um, just bigger picture. Or if you have no uniforms and you have a girl who really likes to go big on the outfit every day, making sure she's not holding up the rest of the family because mm. she's obsessing about her of a bad hair day. Mm-hmm. They have to figure it out the night before. Yep. Yep. And I think that... Um, natural consequences and your child advocating for themselves. I think that those are the lessons that kids learn in school that are outside of grades that are just as important as Huge. grades. Huge. And those are the ones like I, I care a lot about grades cause I grew up being told get A's. And so I get very, um, very focused on grades, but I'm trying hard to go, you know what, if my kids make it through the year and have grown in character in maturity, in relationships with peers and adults. I'm like, I don't care if they got a, a C in math or a B in math. It's okay. Yeah. Well, and my sister is a teacher, and she had a really eye-opening experience during COVID, and now realizes because she does teach high school level, um, like Excel business classes. She said she is floored how many parents do their kids' homework. Mm. And it kills her wow. because, you know, these these parents are literally carrying their kids through school, and that is not going to happen in college. Right. Yep, yep. So, and I, I'll post that list um, in a link in the show notes if any of those inspired you or you want to. I wouldn't try to attempt all of them. No, <laughs> maybe just like pick three off the list and go after them this year. I know a lot of kids have anxiety. I've told you guys before that my younger son cried the first day of school until like last year, and he's uh-huh. going into fifth grade this year. Um, And I think it is kind of like what I touched on at the beginning. It's not only is it the regular kind of jitters and anxiety, but he loves the comforts of home. And so he's just being pulled out of that comfortable place. So uh, did you guys do anything with a jittery kid, Uh, Susan or Megan? Do either, does James get the jitters before preschool? I don't think he really grasps it yet. Yeah. So no. Well, my my younger one did. I mean, in mm-hmm. in three year old and four year old preschool, he he was crying. So maybe James won't experience that. Hopefully, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I feel like I feel like he does sometimes get over overwhelmed uh, if it's a new place with all new people. Like if it's a whole new class and a new school, a new teacher, it does take him a little bit to adjust, especially to the new routine and things like that. So we'll see how this year goes. Yeah. Have you heard of jitter glitter? Did you ever try jitter glitter? No. That's like uh, they give it out in kindergarten for my guys. Um, It's just the the teacher gives it out to 
moms the day before school and you sprinkle it on your Aww. your kid but as they go to bed and it's supposed to take the jit the jitters that's out cute. that's cute also puts glitter on their pillow oh, yeah not that. yeah <laughs> didn't think that one through <laughs> but like putting in a lunchbox note just so that there's like a middle of the day touch base with your your kiddo um talking about what you're going to do after school or over the weekend and then if you have older kids i think talking about the things that they're afraid of mm. like i remember being so worried like, who am I going to sit with at lunch? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I don't, what if this person isn't mm-hmm. in the period that I'm going to lunch and then I have to figure out who to sit with? And we have back to school um, lunchbox um, talk about it, conversation starters to do all that, mm-hmm. to really talk yeah. about what are you worried about? What are you not worried about? What could we find out? Like, if, if it is really important for them to know they're going to have a friend, then try to find that out beforehand if there's a friend in their class. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. What about the anxieties that moms experience when kids go back to school? So like never had that. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to go back. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, some moms are sad. Some of us are worried, you know, just the idea of sending your child into that building for eight hours a day with another adult is a little bit a little scary. Praying the scriptures for your children, highly recommended. Prayed every day that they would have a friend, that they'd have a teacher that would pour into them, that they would learn the right lessons, that the God would protect them. I mm. just I just think, yeah, you have to, different kids, different situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to pray about it. Yeah. And, and realize that you don't have to, I think that we assume that when school starts up, we just have to launch back into the busy and the overscheduled and everything. I mean, it is a fresh start in a lot of ways. And you can say, all right, this year... Here's we're going to all pick two things and this is what we're going to do. And then we're going to reserve our Sundays for Sunday and for rest. And, yeah. You know, it is a fresh start. It is like a new year, especially for kids. A lot of for them, more than January to December, August to August is the, the year. So, yeah, f- start fresh. And don't feel locked into what everybody else is doing. You know your kids best. I remember I um took our kids out of school one day a week till first grade to take them to Bible study fellowship. And I heard from every single teacher, oh, they're going to be in the last reading group. They're going to be this. They're missing a whole day of school. And I kept looking and going, they'll be fine. And they were fine. First reading group, all three of the my adopted kids weren't with me in kindergarten. So, you know, but I felt going to Bible study was more important one day a week than going to school at the age of four or five. And it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Did you ever fine. do any of you ever do goal setting like Chloe, either as a student or Susan with the kids? You talk about goals with the kids at the beginning of the year. I did. I don't think I ever like had, you know, cert- but we had definite things we were going to work on. Yeah. Like certain kids just needed a little bit more um, encouragement in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I say one of my girls was terribly had to f- have everything a certain way before she even started her homework. So making sure that she had, like you said, everything she needed. And we emphasized more the work than the getting organized with pretty colors, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's more important you finish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we have our strengths and struggles printable um, and then the goals chart for kids. So a lot of really good printables that you can use at the beginning of the school year, too, which I, mm-hmm. I think that um, they're just great ideas. But when you start a new year with your kids, I think that there's just these natural ways to kind of take that next step up in maturity, whether it's a 13 year old that you're saying you're going to wake up to your own alarm clock now. Like Mm -hmm. you're responsible for setting an alarm and getting out of bed. And if you miss the bus or if we're ready to walk out and you haven't had breakfast yet, 
that's the natural consequence that you're going to have to face or making their own lunch or riding a bike to school. All these little just natural ways that they can grow in maturity when a new year starts. I always think if we worked backwards and started, okay, if your goal is for your child to at the age of 18, either be independent or go to college work backwards. Oh, yeah. What do they need to know? Because so many people panic at the age of 17 and realize, oh my gosh, one year they're going to college. They don't even know how to do their laundry. How you cram all that into one year, you don't because by that age, they're kind of looking at their parents going, I've done all my learning. I'm done. I'm checking out. No, there's so much more. So yeah, getting them a checking account when they're 16 instead of 18 and nobody needs a checking account anymore, but maybe it's a credit card. I don't know. Whatever it is, a debit card, I guess. Mm -hmm. Just anything to increase their level of responsibility and accountability. Mm-hmm. Those are the big things other than, you know, reading, writing and arithmetic. We don't call it that anymore. But yeah. <laughs> Another great way for parents to be involved is through All Pro Dad chapters. I Mom and All Pro Dad are two programs that help parents love their kids well. I Mom speaking to the moms, All Pro Dad talking to the dads about how to be involved in their kids' lives. Chapter programs are where dads can come in once a month and hang out with their kids before school. Susan, can you explain a little bit how it works and how? Yeah, there's so much research out now that when as a father is involved in his child's education, they do so much better, and not just academically, socially, behaviorally. And so we have invested a lot of research and time develop, developing this program called All Pro Dad Chapters, where dads and kids have breakfast together once a month, and they cover a character curriculum. And But it's fun. It's you know really fast fun. They have discussion questions. And the aha moment of every chapter meeting is when the dads stand up and they have to say why they're proud of their child for some reason. Mm. And it doesn't sound like a big deal but it's so much builds kids self-esteem and so we've just found that bringing dads into the school with their kids creates a, a whole litany of benefits for the child and for the dads and helping them understand and, and really kind of live in their child space so they're you starting a chapter is super easy super in, inexpensive principles all across the country are down in it. We have about 1,500 chapters right now. It's just a great thing to start in your community. And builds. We now have a middle school, high school curriculum also, so dads are continuing to be involved in their child's school through high school. It's awesome. Yeah, and I think your kids will be more excited to go back to school if they know they get to hang out with dad once a month before the school day. So I'll put a link to the chapter program in the show notes. And tell us what you do to get your kids ready for back to school, how you help yourself get over some anxiety or deal with the busyness and all the things that moms have to do at the start of the school year. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom Podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.